to go one day i have like um slight trepidation about australia just because like everything that you see in america on like buzzfeed articles about it is that you guys have animals that will kill you the minute you step off the plane every insect <laughs> like giant lizards just like that's my perception it's probably yeah. wrong but <laughs> no it's like i mean that does exist but in the cities we've kind of just driven them all out oh okay the- okay not sure how good that is, but um, yeah. I mean, I actually I finished high school in America, and I remember mm-hmm. when I went there, all the kids thought had like really wild ideas about what Australia was like. And this is you know over ten years ago too. So like even back then, thought like we didn't wear shoes and rode kangaroos to school. Like not <laughs> they wouldn't say that in jest. Like there was like they were like curious, you know, thinking that was a thing. Right. Yeah. Where did you go to uh where'd you go to high school? In Maryland. Oh my god, I did not know that. I have uh where in Maryland? It's um in Annapolis. Do you know that place? Oh okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have friends who live in Yeah, I have friends who live in Illicots. I performed in Annapolis before. I performed all over Maryland, but like um my friends uh live in Illicot City in Baltimore and every year we go to Ocean City. To just oh, we, no. we rent a house and we just fuck off for a week and uh we basically <laughs> drink for like six days straight is what we do <laughs> even at the age we're at now oh sorry that is like that is the agenda everybody's agenda when you go to Ocean City. yeah, yeah. this is like this is like the first year i don't know what happened but somewhere between the last year when we rented a house there and covid hitting and now this year we went from beach house during bike week next to the ocean to uh to a lake house we aged drastically no that's it that is very good very telling (laughs) it really is like i i am actually and i'm excited about how calm that sounds to me where i'm like oh just a just a nice sandra bullock weekend in a lake house (laughs) a hot tub oh that's awesome did you like it when you were here in america or you prefer being out there seemed like the quintessential high school experience where you know you got like 700 kids in your grade and i don't think i learned a single thing i think i might have lost <laughs> information in that school when i if i decide to attend from day to day not not learning a single thing is the quintessential american educational experience so you got your money's worth <laughs> well it's free i think Everything I've seen for, in Australia looks beautiful. The beaches look beautiful. All the pe- you guys have incredibly attractive people in Australia, which puts just America to shame all the time. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is over there, but you guys are all fit and gorgeous and working out all the time. And I'm from New Jersey. We literally like most of my people. I'm Italian, so if like half of us are made of garlic knots and Ed Hardy T-shirts, you know what I mean? Like. It's not, it's, uh, it's not a, that. did you well, say you're into that? I, 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, garlic and then a honey. I haven't heard of honey for a while. There you go. <laughs> but, like, especially in Sydney, like, we, I think we just live outside a lot. And you should because mm -hmm. it's like, the land really draws you in. Um, so I think you end up, your lifestyle kind of, you know, revolves just very naturally or just by moving and, and engaging with the land. Yeah. I, I feel like that, I feel like that helped a lot with just during the COVID stuff too, because you guys are like, they, they did say if you go outside a lot, you know, um, obviously the mask thing and stuff like that too, but like just being outside and still staying healthy and shit like that. Cause you guys were like, when we were in fucking major lockdown and America was slowly crumbling, uh, I would just scroll through pictures of like, I don't know. I mean, I follow Chris Hemsworth. That's it. I'm trying to think of other Australians that I know that I follow, but there's no, like, I've like one friend who lived there and then it's Chris Hemsworth. Uh, so yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, but like, it was just, everybody seemed to be living it up. Uh, today were the greatest is the album that were you guys planning on working on an album and then COVID kind of put a stop to it. Or were you guys sitting around during COVID and you were like, fuck it, let's write an album. Well, we actually made the album before COVID. Oh, which nice. I'm really glad because we made it in LA mm. and you know, not realizing that that would actually be our last time in LA for a very long time. Cause we were supposed to also move there, you know, and I was pregnant at the time. So I was like, I got to, you know, get this album baby out before the baby baby comes because I just didn't know what life was going to be like on the other side of that. So it's right. kind of awesome. That, like, our own kind of push because then it meant we had a record basically before COVID hit, but it, yeah, like we were going to release it earlier, but it kept pushing back because pandemic. Because like, I feel like today, like for me in general, like a lot of bands, like will come out with a song, but a lot of stuff is meant for like, uh, like a single use, you know what I mean? You listen to the song, you kind of toss it or whatever. Your albums are like one of the few that around that I love that like, I can listen to you from beginning to end with no problem. Like I have to listen to the full album. And uh and a lot of your songs I feel like uh I want to play them over again. Like you you have a way of ending a song where I'm not done with it yet. <laughs> and I need to listen to that song again. Is that like is that thought out ahead? It's like it's just it's pitch perfect and it just it gets to the end and it leaves you feeling so uplifted and no matter what what pace or what tone the song is in it just leaves you feeling amazing. And I'm always like I'm going to listen to that again. <laughs> I just keep it going. Oh, I don't know one of those. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's nice. I mean, you know, like, partially, that probably has something to do with Tim, who is, um, he's produced, like, a lot of our stuff. He's my husband mm -hmm. and the best. And um, every time, like, I bring him a song, he's like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. He's like, no, I want to trim about a minute out of it. And I'm like, how dare you take this from me? Like, I actually think, like, it's good. Because I'm like, I could sit in, you know, or, or soundscape for a long time. But I think part of, like, is, like, that tension and release and then also, like, you know, stepping out. Yeah. You know? And so it probably has, like, something to do with that, which is kind of cool. That's It's nice to hear. It makes me feel like. You know, I don't have to be so heartbroken when like Tim wants to slash the song to pieces. Oh, yeah, it's it's I it makes total sense to me now. It's it's genius <laughs> because it, it is like there's a, a lot of my favorite songs kind of do that. They always kind of leave you wanting more, like uh, of that song or whatever. But yeah, yours are like almost every single one. It's like I'm not done with that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I need but to I'm hear that again. Annoyed. 
<laughs> yeah and your your love is like that that's one of my favorite songs that you guys have and i've listened to that on repeat i was uh, when i was promoting this uh the show because we're live i kept i I had to stop myself from using that one over and over again just because it's like one of my favorites and i love like i love mistake i love um edge of T edge of uh town i love uh cellophane is another one of my favorites off the new album too and bad neighbors and but like i just kept going back to your love and i was like john fucking just relax <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, that's funny. It's you know, so I like it when some certain songs just kind of get their their hooks into you. You know, yeah, cool. yeah. So that was definitely a, a thing that I was wondering about. Cool. That's so cool. That's your husband. When did you guys? How did you guys all meet? Did you were you married beforehand, or did it f like happen organically? It was like one big rolling ball of everything. Where like uh, we we met and then. We like started the band, Harry, our drummer's an old friend of Tins. And I was like kind of doing my solo project for ages. And I was looking for people to work with because I like wanted to be in a band, but I've never been in a band and I didn't know how mm -hmm. to be in a band. I was like, how does one be in a band? And then <laughs> um, it's because like I grew up playing classical piano and it's like you don't do that wow. with anybody else. You just play by yourself. It's like the most kind of introverted musical experience there is probably um mm -hmm. and so then i met tim and then kind of like it just kind of all happened once and then we got married and then like we released our first song edge of town i think it was mm -hmm. like a couple months later and then we were touring america a couple months later and then wow we've never really stopped and it's it was kind of nuts too because like you know our first tour we were in america for like three months and we were all, all of us three were sharing a hotel room every night, you know, it was oh just my kind God. of like, it was such an intense kind of experience because it was like marriage and band and America. <laughs> and, then, um, and we just literally have been kind of rolling like that for the last four years and then um, had this like big plot twist as everyone has had. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I know. That's the, that's the thing that either keeps you, but like, I feel like, uh, uh, I don't know. I feel like level of creativity during this time. I mean, I like I've had ups and downs, you know, during it too, where I felt like I was going strong in the beginning. In the beginning of this, not that it didn't affect me. Like I know some shit was going on, but I was kind of like, I feel great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, like it. Yeah, I think that something that you know has talking to a lot of people, like you know, in amongst all like the loss and the pain and the confusion, there is also yeah. like. um a stripping away of things that you realize that you were like living for that actually were just creating more stress and anxiety in your life. And so there's right. almost like this like big, great big sigh of relief. I think for a lot of people that was like, I didn't have to do that. Oh wow. Yeah. Like I can just rest. That's crazy. Um, initially or like, you know, I guess that came for at different points for different people, but like, yeah, the stripping away, can be painful but also can be like oh like shit i didn't actually want that or need that and it's gone and i'm free <laughs> yeah and that's a, that's that's actually like a good point too because i feel like career-wise everybody kind of realized like for for me anyway there was like people that i was probably doing business with at that time that i felt i still had to and then when it kind of fell by the wayside i was like oh i don't need these people anymore i can kind of do all this on my own or you know it, it was just a nice kind of moment of clarity too to take a like a pause button and be like oh nice this is uh 
I can actually survive on my own. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that is part of like it too. It's like a big revealer of yourself, yeah. I think. And for good and for the bad, like you really see yourself when everything else is like gone. You say like, who am I mm -hmm. alone here? And then it's kind of helpful because there are things that you're like, that's really good, beautiful. I want to keep that. And then also like, that's really ugly or weak. And I want to work on that. So yeah. it's it's been the, the great reveal for many people. And then just like trying to figure out how to like retain some things and then change other things, I guess. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing too. That was kind of like a weird thing for, uh, to see is people who you thought like had a hold on shit kind of, uh, and I'm not saying I took any particular joy in it, but it was kind of like, seeing all these people who you know uh claim to have such a, a head on headstrong way of doing their livelihoods or whatever the hell it is kind of fall apart because they didn't know who they were to begin with anyway and i feel like art you know it was nice to go like oh i do kind of have a sense of myself and who i actually want or what i want or whatever and then uh and then kind of just coasting in the beginning i mean the winter hit and i was like semi-miserable because yeah. uh, <laughs> i was just yeah. like i was like all right, uh, this is getting a little much now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I probably ate way more than I should have, uh, you know. But working on that now. But <laughs> yeah. that was like, that was like a real moment of clarity to you. And that was like another thing too, because um, I, I don't know. Did you guys have protests in Australia when America was going through all that stuff um, too, or um, did they? No, not like not like you guys. We had a few things going on, but mm -hmm. yeah. It seemed to be like one of those, and I don't even want to get into it like too much or anything like that, but it was another part of COVID where like it seemed like everybody kind of had that moment of clarity where like you didn't have to to work at a job or uh, you know, worry too much about where you're gonna be or who you're gonna be around. So you had time to focus on literally everything that was actually going on in the country and things that mattered. So yeah. for us it was kind of like I, I actually have time to focus on this shit and we're pissed about it. So let's yeah. try to fix it. Which, which is, is really nice. good. And I and I think almost like you know, a good reminder of like how we all like want to be able to live is that so we're not so absorbed with our own thing and building our own thing that like, mm -hmm. you know, that we can lift our head and be like, you know, we could lend our energy here or like get behind this thing here. And I think, um, you know, that's like the power of people and, you know, the collective. And I think that can be a bit of a trap you know, of the West is like you just like put your head down and you build your thing and you like work, work, work. and and there's like obviously good stuff in that, but it's like yeah, you definitely see the breakdown of community and family and like all these things that I feel like are so important for us to kind of like keep working on like reaching out. So it's it's mm -hmm. cool that we saw moments of that in in that space. Yeah, you know, I do feel like hopeful and excited that like we could keep figuring out how to incorporate that into our lives. You know? Yeah, I I completely agree, and that's the exciting thing about like all of this kind of stuff. I hope people keep it in mind coming out of it. Cause it would suck if we all just went directly back to 2019 before any of this happened. Yeah. Which it, it will be easy to do though, you know, like, yeah. so it's like, you have to figure out how to like not do that, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You have to kind of hold strong in the things you learned during this time. That's why I like, I liked doing, you know, I, I had no intention of sitting at a de at, at any desk, honestly. Like I like the same, you know, I like being on the road. I like traveling. Yeah. <laughs> I do that so many times on this show, like fake flip a desk. I'm so glad you did that first because I feel like sometimes people have no idea what I'm doing. But they're like, did he just have like a seizure? What happened? Uh, but I totally knew what you were doing when he was. Yes. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like I didn't want to do any of this, but I like I now I'm like grateful that I get to talk to people I've never met before from all over the world. And and um, and my friends and I, I feel like I've gotten closer to with just people by we hang out more now virtually than I think I ever saw anybody, you know, in, in person. So it's kind of cool. Um, and I want to just backtrack a little because you had said something that I wanted to ask you about. So your first instrument was a piano. Did you want it to be classical piano or were you like, or was it, was it just like a kid thing that you did? Well, I, I mean, my parents, my dad was really into classical music and I think like it, I mean, it was a wonderful entry point into music. I studied that quite intensely growing mm. up and quite performatively and I actually really loved it. Like I love classical music myself. And so, right. um, I, it's like a very like kind of pure relationship for me. And I, I feel like, you know, I actually was a piano teacher before the band kicked off. So it was like, I think the piano is a wonderful way for you to really like understand music and kind of engage with music. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really grateful actually for that part of my upbringing, but it doesn't like, well, my experience of it didn't kind of like, it didn't give me things like, um, like, uh, yeah, it's not collaborative. So you had to, I had to really learn that later on because it's very mm. much when the music and you play and, um, and also like I was quite shy. So I really had oh. to learn how to like perform because with the piano, when I did my performances, you know, you sit on a grand piano and you stick up the lid and you just like hide behind it and play. And then, you know, as I started writing songs and singing, I was like, wait a second, I'm going to have to like do this. And so it's like, it's wow. been really good for me, but um, still pretty angsty because I'd much prefer just to be like, you know, absorbed into the piano as opposed to like being like, this is my song. Oh my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Cause I see you perform. So you must've gotten better at it over time or whatever, but like, I don't see any of that. I don't see any, you, you like kill it every time. I just saw you guys on, was it GMA? GMA, what's that? Was it Good Morning America or was it CBS? Oh, okay. uh, CB, the news one. I don't so know. The news one. Okay, yeah. I, I don't, it, I live here and I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> but it's one of the good, it's one of the popular ones. But I just saw you guys on there and you guys crushed it so that I couldn't tell at all that you have any kind of, uh, you know, performance anxiety whatsoever. I mean, I'm definitely like, I'm much better now. I mean, that's what, you know, four years of like touring around America will do to you. So <laughs> you for wanna... people, so for like younger bands and stuff and people watching though, like, would you have any advice for like uh, how to get over that if they've got some of that? I mean, for me, it was just had to do it again and again. It's like mm -hmm. that kind of pushing, it feels awful, you know? Um, and then like, you can pick your poison to like figure out what could help you get out there. But then, you know, so like right. I used to I drink a bit, but now I have to stop drinking because the poison can then be too poisonous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what was your drink of choice? Uh, um, like beer, unfortunately, because mm -hmm. then I was like verb on stage all the time. But then I was like trapped in this like thing where I was like, I need to have beers before I get on stage. Like mm -hmm. we love drinking beer in Australia. Like, yeah, I've heard that if you, I heard that the beer in Australia will knock you on your ass if you're an American and you've never had beer, like beer there before. Is that true? I heard, I heard ours is weak, but <laughs> got that weak beer. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not a great, it's not a great pre singing drink. But, mm -hmm. um, anyways, I yeah. don't drink anymore before I go on stage. I I'm hear free. you. I'm free. 
I've done, <laughs> I've done it. A, I've, I've, uh, I've drank only a few times before going on stage. I was too afraid to when I first started. So I never, I didn't, I was one of those comics who had like a beer with him on stage as a prop because he was nervous. So I just went out there full nervous energy, did whatever I had to do and then got off sober. And then like, for some reason, when I was, when I was starting to get better or whatever, I was like, yeah, I can fucking do this. I'm going to have a couple drinks or whatever. And I, it did not go well. <laughs> there was more than a few times where they were like, is he okay? And I would just not get off. It was, they were like, a- Isn't everybody feeling this? This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining laughs. I'm like, this is great. I'm killing. They're like, you're on the roof. Get down. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a, I did one time I did an auction. Uh, no, no, no. I did a, I did like some kind of event. And afterward there was like, you got, they got to auction off prizes or something like that. But by the time I got done with the event, I was drinking on stage and then people kept buying me drinks. And then they asked me to go help with the auction. I started giving shit away to people that didn't win. No. And they were like, uh, no, n- n- stop. And I was like, I like your face. You get this signed Mickey Mantle <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, baseball. They were like, okay, stop him. He's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I get it off me. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was good times. <laughs> um, do you, so we, so you started out with off a piano, which is actually kind of cool. Um, I, I like the piano, but I don't, uh, I still have stickers on my keyboard. So wow. I <laughs> like, I'm not good at any of that kind of shit. Um, do you have another instrument that you worked towards after that? Or is it just, uh, like, yeah, I mean, favorite thing? well, I, so it's funny. Cause when I first wrote edge of town, I wrote it on the piano, like on a keyboard and mm-hmm. it was like an electro, like pop song. Mm-hmm. And when I met Tim, he was like, Oh, maybe you should try play it on the guitar. And I was mm-hmm. like, I literally know three chords on the guitar. <laughs> But conveniently, they are in this song. So <laughs> um, I started playing on the guitar and it was kind of like this whole new sound was opening up in my imagination. And I was like, oh, shit, this is sick. Um, so I pretty quickly had to, like, figure out how to play the guitar for the band. Um, mm-hmm. So, now, yeah, I play the guitar for most of our set. Um, but I actually play a right-handed guitar, like, upside down. Like, I play it... Uh, wrong essentially wow. so the um the strings are like the wrong way around so i've kind of just had to like teach myself um how to do it but like i kind of trapped myself because i'm very left-handed and my dad had a right-handed guitar so i like just taught myself the wrong way and then i was okay. like i tried to like learn it the right way but i just couldn't get around it and now i'm like too far gone so <laughs> <laughs> people I, like comment on that when you're like when you're backstage like after you get done with the concert like do you know your yeah playing? yeah yeah people come all the time because it, it, in fairness it looks very strange because i strum up most guitars strum down okay. because you know you've got the bass notes up top to give it that fullness but right. i have to go up and it just looks very bizarre oh. um and also like the chord shapes I do, I have to like use my thumb. So like people call me the claw and my hands like, (laughs) it's good stuff. You know, I'm a professional. (laughs) (laughs) No, that just makes it even better. Like I had no idea. Now I'm going to be trying to look out for that when I watch you guys play. Uh, I don't, I wish I could play the guitar. I can't play any of that kind of stuff. I have a banjo that I've tried desperately to figure out. And, uh, and then one of my friends was also like you should probably you know how to play the guitar and i was like no and they were like you should probably start with something like the banjo is too hard for you <laughs> i was like oh yeah you need like a gateway instrument right 
Yeah, I, I got it as a gift. So I was like, oh, I could I could try this. And then I was like, I fucking suck so bad. What's uh, that funny gift to give someone who's like doesn't play anything? And you're like, a banjo for you. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is kind of odd to just hand somebody something and you're like, cool, pressure. Great. <laughs> I like um, <it>. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. So when you're your first road gigs, were they uh were they in America? Um essentially, yeah. Wow. Which we like we didn't even really know how, but our song just kind of like found its way onto American radio, which is kind of cool for an Australian band. It doesn't happen all the time. Um, mm -hmm. It just kind of like, you know, we didn't have a label or anything. We just kind of put it out there. And, oh, wow. um, and so then like, yeah, we had all these people being like, come here. And we were like, okay. And <laughs> so then, yeah. And I think for an Australian band, you just kind of, got to be there and keep doing laps so we've just wow. been doing that and i mean to tour in australia is like six major cities and they're definitely not drivable so you just kind of okay. like pop pop in for the weekend and come back kind of thing so okay. yeah we've spent a lot more time in your land yeah so that makes sense because then i guess because like i feel like that's like the people i've talked to who are like you know, from like other countries who are bands or whatever, I was like, the goal is to get to America. And it seemed like you jumped straight, like you just bypassed <laughs> and then Ooh. came right over here. Yeah, kind of. And we didn't even really know like that it was like a big deal at the time. We're like, cool. I mean, we were like stoked, but we were just like such dummies. And we had like, <laughs> the, we we landed in LA for the first time. And our first thing was um playing on Conan O'Brien, like the late. I saw night. that. And we were just like, okay. Like, <laughs> like, even working at the beach. Like, it was, like, such, like, a mess. But, like, mm -hmm. that's kind of cool, though, when you're, like, young and you don't really – you just roll with it. And it's, yeah. it's been – it was a very cool, like, formative experience for us. That was the first time I saw you guys was on Conan. Was that nerve-wracking? It was so nerve-wracking. It was crazy. Like, I have no idea what the hell I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. Did you guys get to – is it like a – like, did you guys get to meet him or anything like that in the backstage yeah. thing? Because with comedian – okay, cool. Yeah, you get like the first couple things or whatever, and then you're just kind of like you blank out, and then you know, then you wake up the next day and you're like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, yeah. I what did think I say? <laughs> yeah, no, we um did, and he's like very, he's definitely like three steps ahead of you at all times, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's in, and plus it's like it's their home turf too, so you're just like they know you're like wide eyed and starstruck and shit. So it's just always <laughs> weird. Did you guys yeah. wind up landing in uh uh like a label at like how does that work how does, in the music world like so you went on tour first no label and then came back and automatically got on? Well, we yeah we ended up while we were over there meeting like we had been in conversation and so then you kind mm -hmm. of meet and um um we, yeah we've ended up working with this label called Domino who've been like absolutely amazing for us. So yeah. um yeah it's been like really cool that um we know we're doing it we're trying to do it yeah no you guys are killing it man i see like I, your stuff's played like all the time like all over the place and like all my friends know who you are too, which is weird i feel like music is so like spread out and stuff like that it's hard to get you know everybody kind of interested in the same thing but this is like if i mention the middle kids to somebody they're like i love that band so i'm just like oh that's pretty great <laughs> that's nice. cool it's a good bonding moment um so what are you guys getting to go back out on tour now or you just you just had the baby and you're kind of just taking it easy the new albums because what how does it work is it usually like you tour before the album comes out or the album comes out and then you tour well i mean technically it's like meant to kind of all you know coincide but because of the 
COVID stuff this year, it's like been a bit different. And for us, mm-hmm. it's kind of strange because our bread and butter is touring. It's not really the album itself. So, right. Um, but we are, we start tour in Australia next week. So, um, oh, cool. which is like amazing. But we're like, we're playing these like kind of cool, like classical music halls because, you know, we still have like regulations, nice. like you have to sit down and sure. spread out. And so we're kind of leaning in to make it more of like a musical evening, like we have mm-hmm. other instruments. So it'll be kind of right. cool. Um, and then we get to go to New Zealand because we've got this little bubble, this safe, oh. safe passageway to <laughs> New Zealand. So that'll be cool. Is this only for special musicians and shit? Like regular people can't use this bubble? No, they can. All Australia. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you guys have nice travel over there too. We, we fucking don't have anything. We want something nice, but they're like, nah. <laughs> I know. I mean, you still sort it out, you know, just. Yeah, 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 I feel yeah. like I'm talking to a more advanced civilization, like somebody from an advanced civilization. You're like, yeah, we are pretty safe here, and COVID wasn't a big as a big a deal. And <laughs> this is the island, the island nation, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, that's awesome, though. So, you guys planning to come to America at all, or no? We are actually. I don't cool. know how I'm supposed to talk about it, but we are. Which oh, is okay. That's cool. what I, I. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I could mention it, and I was trying to talk to your publicist about it, and I was like, "That's funny." Know, she was like. She was like, sure, bring it up. If you want to talk, she'll talk. Not <laughs> okay. And I was like, oh, okay. oh, mama. I mean, there's obviously <laughs> so many variables for us to do it. Right. Like, because the vaccine's actually really hard to get your hands on here. Everyone's like, give it to me. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So oh, wow. we like that. had big backlog. And I guess the urgency isn't there as much because, you know, mm. in the day to day, it's not a big deal. So there's that. And, um, but yeah. yeah, we're really keen to, and I'm really like keen to, you know, see what it will be like touring with a baby, you know, because in my mind, I'm like, it'll be fine. And <laughs> like, and now I'm like, I'm not sure. So it'll be right. good. To- yeah. And what's the plane? How, how far is the plane ride from here to Australia? It's pretty it's far, four, right? 14 to LA. 14 to LA. Uh, okay. Which is not so bad. You kind of like no. get to it. Um, and then, yeah, like, we'll usually make LA our base and kind of like roll around from there. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to be completely selfish and ask if you're coming to uh, Jersey. Do you have like uh, Asbury park? Great stone pony. Good place to perform. You know what's crazy? I don't think we've ever played a show in Jersey. What? That feels wrong. It does feel wrong. I'm insulted. Yeah. Uh. You should be. <laughs> I think it's especially to slight you, John. We're like, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right i'll take it it's fine i'll take the heat uh yeah you I got don't know like why. i don't know either um you know, as you, i can sorry if i got you guys into would you come to jersey if i got you guys into the stone pony at asbury i mean i don't That's know like, i can say I yes know. but i you should say yes you can say yes right now i'll clip this send it to them <laughs> Springs, yeah, I don't know good. if you're a Springsteen fan or not, but that's where like Asbury Park, Stone Pony, it's legendary. You know, it's pretty, uh, nobody gives a shit. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. We, the legacy is very meaningful to us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but like we play in New York a lot. And oh, that's cool. We've also, is, are you in Philly? Am I what now? Ish. Oh, is am I near Philly? Philly? Uh, two hours. Not far. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that area in my mind. Yeah. It, well, 
it makes sense because you know we all kind of look the same um it's uh try, yeah a little bit um it's it depends on where you live in new jersey like where i used to live i was about an hour and a half from philly so not too bad i mean and plus like when you're on the road all the time like i can't tell how far something is anymore because i've driven like cross country twice so time has absolutely no meaning to me so when people are like oh it's eight no. hours away i'm like forget it it's be fine um <laughs> Yeah, but uh, no, Philly's yeah. not that far. Like, I've gone to Philly for concerts and stuff, and I have friends there, so um, it's not too bad. New York is closer to me. New York is only about like an hour um, away, and I'm in and out of New That's York all the time. Yeah, and then like That's Jersey, nice. like there's parts of Jersey that are that are farther away, but like uh, all the cool places are relatively close to me anyway. Yeah, great. There you go. Yeah. You're in the sweet spot. Yeah, I feel like now this is all about me coming to see you guys. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah just go here and, you know, I'll drive yeah. over there. I'm not that far. I'm like organizing your tour based around where I am. Well, for the tour that <laughs> may or may not happen. I could, right, the know. tour that may or may not happen. I don't want to, yeah, we don't want to, you know, still, you got to get those vaccines. I just had my vaccine, my second vaccine the other day, and it knocked me on my fucking ass. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, it, I mean, it That's was true. worth it, obviously, because the alternative is, you know, death. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, but yeah, I had it and I was down for the count for like a few days, but you know, it wasn't too That's bad after hectic. that. Oh, what a crazy life we live. I know it is. It is fucking weird. Like it was very like, uh, so I don't, I don't know if you've seen the Like, I don't know. Do you guys go to, if people are getting it in Australia, are they going to a center or are they going somewhere like a, a pharmacy or something like that to get it? Dude, I honestly don't even know if I know anyone who's got it. Like, I don't even know oh, how wow. you get it. It's Maybe like you guys are the cure, and you just don't. They're not telling us. That's why you got. That's why they're not giving you the vaccine. <laughs> Australians are just <laughs> just walking around with a cure for COVID this whole time. Nobody knows. I love it. Um, I love it. <laughs> yeah, we had yeah, to go no. to like. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, no, no. Oh no, I was gonna say. Uh, we had to go to like a convention center, and it was like out of a scene from every fucking movie where like the world is ending. Like there were dudes in army jackets and suits and they were taking your temperature. I was expecting them like take somebody's temperature and be like, oh, we got to get her out of here. Like start grabbing. Yeah. I was like, no. Oh. Um, She's like, yeah. Child. <laughs> this is, <laughs> I'm like kind of into this as a, as a global experience in terms of like, I mean, in Australia, I mean, the, the pain and devastation is so awful. But yeah. just generally. But also, like, for a people to go through something like this, it's kind of like it's like a rewriting of something, you know? And it's like yeah, if you think you knew what life was about, you kind of, like, realize you don't really know anything. You're just a big dummy. And yeah. that's quite good. That's, that's, that's probably a more real place to be. Right. And that's You're a good way of looking at it, too. I mean, like, I feel like you have to kind of look at this kind of thing at, at, to a certain extent with some silver linings, you know, and one of them is like, like you said, like it's a, it's a shared global experience. And how many of those can we actually say we have with people from all over the place? Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's like in Australia, there is more conversation like that right now, but maybe I think that's like a privilege because we're a lot further ahead than other people. So I right. think other people are not having that conversation because they're still like surviving. Which is fair. yeah, which is which is fair, which is total fair to say because you guys kind of, kind of did your due diligence and kind of did what you had. Like you guys had a good leader. I don't know if you've 
seen our uh, the last four years of America's television show, but uh, <laughs> ratings were high, but for the wrong reasons, you know. Uh, I mean, that's so, often the way with ratings, is it not? <laughs> wow, that that was a good dig. Yeah, that's actually yeah, absolutely yeah. true. Um, but uh, yeah, but no, it was it was really rough. Yeah. Yeah, and now we're but, we're slowly coming out of it, and we're looking forward to ruining it all over again. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about. I just want to get back out on the road too and stuff. And you know, it's uh, I've already got a bag packed. Uh, I don't even care if somebody hires me to go wave to somebody through my car window. Like I'll do it. Like I'm like, all right, that's fine. I will. I will drive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so now yeah. is it just, uh, are you, uh, are you guys still, are you guys constantly like, what's the like turnover for music for you guys? Like you just got through that album. Are you automatically back to writing more songs or do you guys give yourselves like a break? Um, I mean, you can give yourself a break, but, mm -hmm. um, but we, we not, I'm actually already right. I'm going away this weekend. Something oh. I'm like learning how to do is how to like, write songs and also be a mother very different energies mm -mm. very yeah. very different. so um i think the solution i found thus far is to leave my house so um <laughs> I'm going, and so like i just kind of like drive up or down the coast of where i live and just find little houses and stay there and ride and kind oh. of go fishing songs which is really nice um nice. so we're like kind of in that zone um, but which is always like a very strange zone because music is very mysterious and like you're you're making it yourself but you're also trying to find it you know it's mm -hmm. hard I find it hard to explain but like you know no, sometimes you. they fall into your lap and then sometimes you have to kind of go digging and so I'm I'm digging cool yeah I was I was talking we have a um you know it's cool I've I've been talking to a bunch of like musicians and comedians and stuff like that and um it's kind of interesting to talk about like their process, like comics, uh, you know, have a different process obviously for writing than uh, musicians do. And some people feel like, I don't know if it's yours. Like, do you, do you actually like sit down to write stuff out or do you wait for inspiration to come to you? Or is it a little bit of both? Um, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of both, but I actually find that um, like if I sit down at a piano and I start like just making some music, mm -hmm. it, it's almost like start stirring something oh. it's like kind of like it's almost like it's happening in real time where it's like i know i'm making the chords but the sound of the chords are actually the thing that's starting to like give me something so it's kind of like a i don't even know what you call that but it's like right. it's like i'm i'm like kind of sitting down and like i guess the discipline is to like create this space to sit and then like mm -hmm. usually once you're in that space you can kind of like find some things um no, so the music things, does the music for you come first before the lyrics? Yeah, big time. The music wow, is okay. like it's kind of like strange and cool because it's like the the music is like I'm like I'm using my fingers to like hit the notes, but then the music feels like it's like speaking to me or something, and then I'll oh, wow. start singing something almost in response to what I'm hearing. Um, That's incredible. So, it's cool because it's like um, I feel like I am writing it, but at the same time, I also feel like I'm not even sure what's happening. You know, it's like kind of mysterious, yeah. and which I think music is. Like I don't know, or like a lot of art, but it's like 
you know, kind of speaks to you in a way that is like beyond words and in a place that often you don't even know exists inside you. So it's a cool thing to kind of like be engaging with a lot because um, it's, yeah, it's kind of in this like world unknown. Wow. That's a great way to, I mean, you just described it pitch perfectly because I don't know, it, it almost seems like there's an energy or something else that takes over, which I feel like all artists on some level feel like when something clicks, you're like, I don't know where the fuck that came from. It feels good. You know, it's like, it's like when an idea hits you, uh, mm -hmm. it's got, which is like crazy when you think about it. Cause it's like, if you look at Einstein, you're like, that's why he fucking looked like that. You know what I mean? Like with the hair, like he was just constantly <laughs> <laughs> having these massive ideas hit him every time. Like we'd all look like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. such a good point. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, it's so crazy. And then like, even as a listener, when you're listening to music, you're just like, which is why it's so good that you know, we have these ways to like, or that people are making things because then we can like engage with that part of ourselves through the thing they're making. And, you know, like, I think that's one of the reasons why music is so important to me. Like, because when I was a teenager, I felt like, you know, I started finding music that was like speaking to me into my experience, into my life and kind of being mm -hmm. like, I see you and I, I know you and you're like, how like it's so crazy but it's like yeah. extremely profound and powerful and like helpful for you kind of even like figuring out who you are yeah it makes you feel so much less alone because when you know like the way you do it in your songs and any, anybody else mostly in their songs too is like they're all writing from their own experiences and they've all had this stuff happen to them whether it's relationship stuff or family stuff or like even like i had um uh, art art alexicus the lead singer of everclear on last week and mm -hmm. uh, a friend of mine had bonded with his daughter over the music. And it yeah. was like, helped him understand her a little better. And uh, I think he said, as he, as he put it, she was just coming out of the boy band phase. So, mm -hmm. it, and he had loved all the punk stuff when he was younger and whatever. So they kind of, they kind of cut to bond over that. But it's like, my mom and I are the same way. Like I, most of my music taste, like over the years, like I love like 60s, 70s and 80s music just as much as I love the stuff I grew up with in the 90s and you know, like 2000s mm -hmm. or whatever, because my mom had, no matter what, uh, what we had, whether we, I mean, I, I was, I'm, you know, I had still had cassette tapes when I was a kid. My first music was all cassette tapes. And then, um, mm -hmm. which is just showing people how old I am, but like, mm -hmm. I've, I have that, but my mom either had like a giant cassette, all cassettes, like a case in the car. So whatever we would drive somewhere and we always had family all over the place. So it was just like road trip and, and listening to music the entire time. Uh, That's and then it went from that to CDs and, you know, my first CD player and MP3 player was all for my mom because she loves albums, music and stuff. So it's just awesome to bond over that. It's so true. And those relationships that you have where you do, like where you have that discovery together or someone shows you, mm -hmm. like opens the portal, they end up being like really special relationships. Yeah. Like my old brother like showed me some of my most like formative bands when I was young, you know, and it's like mm -hmm. now I'm like, my bro, yeah. Did you? Who were your influences when you were younger? Well, it was funny because I was so entrenched in the classical world, and then mm -hmm. I like pop. You know, kind of growing up, and then pop was like the thing I would hear around a lot, which I really loved. But it wasn't until I was like, you know, twelve or thirteen, and my I remember my brother like gave me these CDs, and it was like Radiohead and The Strokes yes. and oh, like Coldplay, like just mm -hmm. all these bands. 
still now are like so special to me. Like sometimes, like I really haven't outgrown a lot of my like early teen music. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they're kind of like some of the capstones of like my music. Um, just kind of that indie rock. And then as I got older, I got more into kind of like, um, I don't know, like more like post-rocky, like cigarettes, like more kind of like um, music, like just like lots, of, I like lots of instruments and things like this. Cool. So, but like, and I think even, you know, back to what your point of like, it's speaking to you. I think what's been cool about even growing up in the classical music is that like, that music spoke to me and there wasn't even any words, you know, it's yeah. like, which I think is really interesting because, you know, so often it's like the lyrics that like get us and we're like, oh, I use, I feel like known and I feel connected, but like that can happen in music that has no words. And you're like, that's, what mm -hmm. is that? That's really interesting. It's like the sound of like a violin descending or even a guitar. Like it's like, and I can listen to that and be like, I feel so seen and known and connected. And it's like, but there yeah. are, it's like, you know, it's 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 cool to like even wonder about you know what's going on for that. Yeah, I got I loved. Um, I had a George Winston album. I don't know if you know. I think that's probably just an American dude, but he he played classical music all the time. So when I was in high school, I'd had that, and it was one of those one of those things I did have to like hide from friends <laughs> because I was like, no one no one needs to know I'm I'm listening to this. But it was very calming and very like mm. I liked all the sounds of the instrument. And I love string instruments. So like, mm. you know, anytime violins or um, especially anytime I hear like a fiddle in a song, I'm like, I love this song. I don't know what it is. Don't care what it is. Uh, it's got a fiddle in it. So I'm That's good. Cool. Um, but yeah, I had I had one of those albums and I'd always kind of like keep it on the side. I never used to drag it out with other people. But it's good to have like also that private like there's always like some kind of a, I hate saying guilty pleasure because I feel like all pleasure should not be guilty. Um but uh, but it was one of those things where like I liked having that kind of stuff for like this is my alone time music. Yeah, <laughs> it's special for you, and, yeah. and it's kind of it's like it's nice that you don't feel like you have to share it with people because you're sharing yeah. it with the music. Like it's like there's enough there. That's, mm -hmm. that's so let, I, here's a, I've never asked anybody this, but if you were let's say you're living in a real dystopia, right? Which we kind of almost came out of out of one, mm. so to speak, and you have one album that you could take, that you had on the road with you, what, what album would it be? Dude, that's such a big question! I know, it's huge, and I'm springing it on. You're the first guest I've ever asked. So, I, yeah, oh. I'm thinking about dragging out these dystopic questions, but you're the first one I'm working on. Okay, well, one record I will say, it's because I just did a podcast, and I talked about this record. It's one of my favorite records. Sweet. Um, is, I mean, I have to qualify and just say, like, there are many records, mm -hmm, but I know mm -hmm. I can only choose one. It's um, it would be "Trouble Will Find Me" by The National. Okay, oh, like, I know The National. That's a yeah. great yeah. A "Trouble Will Find Me." Okay, they're like one of my um favorite bands of all time. But this record particularly is just like the culmination of all of my favorite things. It's such a special record, and it's okay. cool because I actually like what it came out maybe like eight years ago so it's not even like you yeah. know how you use records that you're like you know it's like bob dylan always like the one of like the greatest records of all time kind of thing but it's like this is just a very special one for right me. i wish i that's and is it special just because no particular reason you just love the way or is it something musically within the record i mean i just think like it's it just for them it was like you know kind of like you know they were like just honing in on everything they were good at and i feel like mm -hmm. it, 
came together in this record. Um, and a lot of the songs. Opus. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it actually is, but to me, I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, to you, um, it's their opus. That's sweet. Yeah, yeah, music comes with so many memories and stuff like that too. Like I can, like somebody can play a particular album or a particular song, and I can tell you, I can, it brings me back to like the exact feeling I had in that time. If it's anything that was playing while I was in high school, it's oh, yeah. like, it, and I hear it again, I'm crystallized and back exactly. I'm on that school bus. Um, yeah. my friends and well, I, all worked <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then like my friends and I all had us uh, all had this, uh, summer job. We all had the same summer job and there's like, these aren't even song, but there was like, we had like that one radio station that would play all the top hits, but there were what five top hits they were making money off of. So <laughs> I have like PTSD with like, uh, anytime somebody plays Madonna's ray of light, I'm like, <laughs> I have a I have this vision of summer heat and long lines and chicken nuggets boiling, you know, like uh, uh, yeah. So it just brings you back. Yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> trying to think of the the one of the songs from the I, I this is gonna kill me because I do love the national and there's one song I love in particular, and I updated my phone of course and I don't have my dumb music on. Uh, yeah, I would a, love to know what it is. Oh, it's it's just I'm looking at all their stuff now, hoping it. I don't know why I can't think of. Um, I could almost hear it in my head, uh, and it's it's gonna kill me. I'm gonna have yeah. to like message you or email you or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. and be like. Because this isn't good airtime to be like, can you just give me a minute, entertain yourself? I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna try and find this song. I should have. I was like, mm, it's killing mm -hmm. me. oh my god. But anyway, that's fascinating. You're the first person I've ever asked that question. You answered it perfectly. I mean, it, I mean, it's the only answer. Like, it's like I only answered it perfectly because I answered it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just uh, that's that's amazing. So I guess um, we got, well, I told you I'd only keep you for an hour, so it's uh, time is almost. We got like five minutes left. Can I ask you a few more questions? Yeah, hit me. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> First person to ever say that on here too. Um, so if Same you if, today, we just <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, do you? Uh, so is there like? I don't know. Do you run into other younger musicians like on the road and stuff like that? And if you did, do you have any advice that you give them? Are you one of those people who like, you know, like doles out advice? Like if you had something like some kind of thing you could say to somebody to give them like a heads up, either about the business or music or whatever, what would I it mean, be? I mean, I don't think I am the type that's like, no, listen here, young one. <laughs> listen <laughs> here, youngin. <laughs> I do um, often like do like writing with younger artists and mm. I think like to me one of the most valuable things is like to I think just like help encourage people to see like their their piece and to like honor that piece and for and to help empower people to bring that piece mm. um, and like and kind of like you know unwaveringly like be that like I think you know a lot of the traps can be like putting yourself to the side and like trying on this and trying on that and you you kind of got to do that I guess and but I, I think like you know art to me is like so beautiful when people are just like bringing who they are and bringing that to the world and like giving that and I think like the more we can like tear down the barriers for us to like express ourselves in that way like that's where like really beautiful art is um so I think like part of it is like, you know, like kind of you as an artist have to go on your own journey to figure out who you are in the first place. Cause like, that's one of the biggest mysteries anyway. So 
I think like for me, you know, I realized that like so much of my artistry is informed by just me living my life and, and engaging and trying to figure out what's important mm. and meaningful. And I think, you know, music, if you're just like, if your whole world is just music and that's all you care about, it's actually like, you don't actually have a lot to draw upon. Like so, yeah. so much of great art is when you're drawing upon your life and you need to go live. And I think like part of the, the quest is to like live the big full life, you know? Right. That is such good advice, by mm -hmm. the way. Like not, not only for other musicians, just for other artists in general is to make sure you have a life outside of, uh, of your art. Like that's, uh, uh, you know, and that's something that I, it took, you know, I think it took me a little bit longer to, to learn though, too, is to have, cause I like, uh, not to bring it back to me, it's not about me, but I'm like, just in general, like I remember making a choice like to, uh, I love stand up, I love doing it. I love doing comedy. I love writing comedy, but like I had this, um, I had a social life where I lived in New Jersey and the other part of that was to move completely and immerse myself just in stand up, And I always kind of wonder like if I, you know, I feel like I missed out on some stuff maybe in general doing that. But on the other hand, like I wanted to have a, a, an outside life outside of that. And I knew if I moved, I would never, I it would be, it would just be too much of the one thing. And I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And I think yeah. people, you know, people want different things. And I think that's cool. Mm -hmm. but yeah. I, I definitely can relate to that. Like I, there's a lot of stuff that feels important to me outside of music, you know, and if you can try and like bring it all in, I mean, that's attention for sure, but it's yeah. worth trying. Were you always this wise? Like, how did this happen? Did this happen? <laughs> did this happen over time or did you just like come into this business? Like, all right, roll up some sleeves and I'm going to. Dude, I am truly I'm a mess, but you know, we <laughs> love you <all> anyway. <laughs> I hear you. That's great. Well, th listen, uh, thank you so much for, for coming on and for entertaining me. And um, <laughs> it's been uh, it's been a blast. I love getting to know you. Yeah, you too. Thanks for chatting. It's been awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And is there, um, well, let me ask you this. If you had advice for a younger you, what would it be? Um, don't drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Say say no more. That's the that's the greatest that's the greatest answer I've gotten out of that so far. Oh, that's amazing. All right. Well, thank you again so much. I appreciate you coming on, and uh, you know, hope you do it again. Hell yeah! And I love the album, by the way. We'll plug that all in the links and stuff, and I'll send cool. you all this stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Take care. All right. You too. See ya. Bye. Dystopia tonight.